Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hi, Mind Styling listeners. This is Dr. Becky Sage. And I'm Amy Armstrong. And we're really happy to be with you today. We're talking about Jaya's top tips. But before we do, I wanted to say another thank you for everyone who's been reviewing the podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, do head over and, and leave a review. Um, a new one for us today from Smile Integrity says, I'm really enjoying the refreshing podcasting style here. Today, more than ever, I listen to more podcasts and get to understand the world through the world of podcasts. So thank you for this amazing place for me to land. Thanks, Smile Integrity. And that's that's really what we hoped. Amy, we set this up so we could allow, it's, it's about more voices, more stories, allowing people to understand the world better. So good to hear that review right oh it's lovely lovely and refreshing and it is it just uh hopefully we are choosing the right guests and we're having the pitching it just right it's about having a real diverse range of approaches and styles and just exploring and giving us all permission to just find our own way so yeah. I'm glad Smile Integrity liked it. I like. I, I do like their name, by the way. Yes, Smile Integrity. <laughs> Let's all smile with integrity. Um, so, and actually, this relates a little bit to Jay's top tip, um, which was just remember that you're not alone. So when you've got this drive or this vision that you might want to meet, uh, if you're feeling alone, then you're going to get swamped and it's going to be difficult just as a person on your own, making big things happen. It is challenging, but but there are people out there and you might not have discovered them yet, but you're not alone. And so Jaya was top tip was all about knowing that and reaching out to people. So Amy, what do you think of this top tip? Oh well, Jaya is a wise woman. What an oh, amazing yeah. lady who has just I loved her description of MBE, more bigger errors. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, no one would describe your life as one big error, but that no. seems that she's uh, she's a wonderful example of failing forwards and failing up and just learning and relearning <laughs> iteratively, and um, and she's so spot on. So with this particular top tip, it just brings me back to something that I am constantly reflecting on: is that humans are social animals. We need connection as much as we need oxygen to breathe. We need it to be alive and to do our best work. Um, And so, yes, this idea that you are not alone. There are others like you out there. You just need to go and find them. And Jaya's principle of value connection, I thought that was really powerful, actually. Yeah, it's that is a something that I've really been reflecting on. Um, and I just want to pick it apart a little bit more, actually, because I think we can find ourselves in, you know, in whatever moment we can find ourselves either feeling very alone and feeling disconnected and and like it's a big uphill climb to, you know, find the right people to find the right tribe. Or we can find ourselves in a place where maybe we've 
not been strong enough with our boundaries or we've just happened to find ourselves not necessarily with the tribe that we do have that value connection with. And I'd like to explore with you this idea of how we begin to maybe rid ourselves of those more toxic relationships so that we can create space for these value-driven connections. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a really interesting one. I've had times in my life where I have made business decisions where I have consciously stepped into a position where I know I will be working closely with someone where I have a disconnect. Um, there was one moment when I said yes to a, re- a really exciting job, but knowing that part of my remit that I'd given myself, uh, no, it definitely wasn't in the job description, was to be a human shield between this particular yeah. individual and the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel um, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> human shield. Um, and so yeah. actually, I think it's so... Yes, that was a really powerful and um, positive move on many levels. But for me, there was a lot there and I needed to do a lot of hard work and I wasn't always successful on it, on boundary setting and protecting myself. And if there is a small voice inside you saying, this doesn't feel right, and you have consciously said with your head, I'm going to override you. You need to be aware that, of the consequences and take responsibility and ownership for them. And also, I think the other key point is, which I have gone on to learn, is uh, it is not healthy for anyone if you are in a rescuer position. It's about responsibility. So, a step into a place where what am I responsible for here? And because as soon as you become a rescuer, that means someone else is a victim and, and that's not valuable. So uh, responsibility. So just bringing it back to responsibility to yourself and how to seek out those value connections. And, and you've really got to listen to it. You might find someone that you have an immense value connection with at one level and you need to be careful and just be alert to how do you respond to that, though? Yeah, yeah. Are you responding to that positively and stepping into your strength and power with those individuals? Or um, do you feel less than? And if you feel less than, it, it's a red flag and you need to do some more work on yourself. That's your responsibility, too. I mean, I've covered a few points there. What resonates with you there? Yeah, Um a few things so something that I mean yeah it all resonates with me if I'm honest um the idea of being a rescuer that was something that I've definitely done uh and really didn't help anyone (laughs) and uh, it doesn't change anything that's the point if you're kind of uh, so for me the way it worked is that I would because I was in a leadership position, I was in a position of overall responsibility. I therefore just went, okay, well, basically everything is my responsibility. So I fill in all the gaps where other people aren't necessarily stepping up. And so in that case, and the thing that didn't work was exactly that I would fill in the gaps, I would step up, I would, you know, working way more hours than, than other people. And, um, and, 
kind of papering some of those cracks, not really realizing that's what I was doing at the time because I was just going, roll my sleeves up, get stuff done. Uh, over time, though, and in hindsight, I look back and say, wow, I allowed, especially kind of other people who were in leadership roles uh, who really needed to be stepping up, really needed to be taking on uh, the responsibility as well for their particular areas of work were not taking on that responsibility. And in some ways, I'd almost enabled that because I was, you know, papering over these cracks. And, you know, ultimately, that was something that wasn't recoverable from. Uh, and it was, you know, and, and for me, as I look back and thinking, just relating back to this idea of values alignment, uh, there was a mismatch. There was a mismatch in values alignment. There was a mismatch in goal alignment, and there was a mismatch in working styles. And and so those were all things that I maybe if I'd caught that quickly in the beginning, um, there might have been a rearrangement of roles and responsibilities, um, transparent kind of uh, way of approaching that. But at the time, I kind of didn't catch it until it was too late. And then by then, it's a kind of consummate behavior that keeps coming up. And it means that I ended up basically burning out because I was taking on all this additional responsibility. But like you said, I was probably playing this rescuer role. So that's definitely something that, um, that pings up in that. And then I think the other thing that I really just wanted to pick up on is this idea that I think I've always believed that good didn't exist. I didn't have a any role model or any yeah, any role modeling or any kind of expectations that good relationships existed in the workplace. So I didn't think I could find value alignment. I didn't think I could find people yeah, until maybe in, well, maybe until I started working with you, like this is, or, you know, there were a couple of other people about two years ago, but 15 years into my working life, I did not believe that you could have, that there was anyone else who would have like that, that kind of value alignment. And in fact, I think I brought it up with Jaya. She said something to me about, you know, we're all taking our piece of the puzzle and I really admire you for what you're doing. And, you know, it means I can get on with what I'm doing. And I could, conversations like that was so profound to me because I had no idea that a pos that, that that kind of relationship could exist mm. in the workplace. Uh, so for me, the first step was know that it can exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can start to work towards it. Then you start to, but you also have to clear a lot out um, to make the space for those good relationships to come in. Yes, you do. You have to create the space and you have to give yourself the permission Mm. and the clarity that this is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Mm. Something else that would be interesting to talk about would be the idea of collaboration, not competition alongside people. So I think this is also the other thing that I experienced. When you saw somebody else who had the same goal as you, <laughs> instead of, I think we're, again, very um, brought up and the society that we live in right now, there's still this idea of, oh, that's competition. That's somebody else filling a space that I potentially want to fill. And I think Jaya's top tip of, no, we're all trying to make the difference and we're doing it in slightly different ways. Or maybe we're not, but we're, you know, we're all pushing against some of these 
things that need to change, then really thinking about that as collaboration rather than competition. And, and I, I think that that's a mindset shift as well. I think that's a really interesting one. If we think about it, that uh, win-lose competitive element, as you say, it has been built into the fabric of our society ever since, oh dear, Rule Britannia was the trend, you know. Mm. <laughs> United Kingdom first, we're going to take over the world and we have taken over the world and the whole map is pink because we rule it. And uh, funnily oh, enough, gosh. imperial rule has uh, run its course. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if it has in our psyche as yeah. Brits. Yeah. But um the win-lose mentality as an entrepreneur, for instance, if you're bidding for funding, there's a finite pot and and you need to put your picture over there to say, yes, this is me. However, if we look at it, there are so many rewards for other ways of working in other environments. And indeed, in bid writing, the partnership model often gets seriously um recognized because of the amplification mm -hmm. of of impact that you can achieve as a result of it. Yeah. So I think collaboration, co-creation, and necessarily at times compromise, therefore, mm -hmm. is important. But if you've got that sharing of vision and alignment of purpose and uh, values, as you say, it can be a wonderful freeing up. And as soon as we stop seeing all those other, I don't know, female founders or ed tech companies or mm -hmm. app providers or, hey, you and I, podcast hosts, mm. you know, yeah. instead of seeing them as competition, seeing them as, as actually uh, signs that actually the world is ready for more yeah. of this. Uh, I, I remember someone saying to me when I was training to be a clinical hypnotherapist, saying, if you're trying to choose where to go and uh, place your practice, go where there are other hypnotherapists mm. because people are open to hypnotherapy instead of being the person who's yeah. out there on a limb trying to persuade early adopters. Oh, if you have to do that, yeah, the market education. But, but this is where I really do struggle. And I'd love to hear from uh, any of our listeners that are in the kind of same spaces that I've come from, which is I've come from... R&D, innovation, like if you're not the one that's doing something completely different, um, then, you know, it's derivative or it's, you know, or whatever negative words you want to put around that. And and again, this is kind of drummed into me, This, is the, but it's um, what's been very interesting from my learnings being in a business where we really were doing innovative things and we're doing things that, that could fulfill, fill some really grand visions, but the amount of market education required, the amount of times I just wouldn't be understood because you have to step back so many steps, you know, in terms of the explanation of what it is you, that you're trying to do. It's incredibly difficult. Um, and and actually, the market, you know, in our case, uh, I've learned a lot of things that goes, oh, yeah, the market wasn't ready for that. The timing wasn't right for it. You need to let somebody else um, who's maybe got more influence uh, or, you know, bigger organizations or whatever it might be, or even just learning, I don't know, from global pandemics or whatever else <laughs> might, might be that changes the 
the societal or the you know the universal consciousness um so that people can better understand what it is that you're doing uh, or what it you know what it is you're trying to explain because if you have to go right back to first principles and build it all up then actually that doesn't leave much space for really looking at how you can help that person or help those people which obviously is what being in business is about so i've certainly experienced that firsthand and and understand how useful it is to already have a thriving market or being part of the market at the right timing Uh, having said that i still that's why i get a bit (laughs) bit jittery a bit anxious if i'm like oh hang on a second that person's doing what i want to do well there's no point me doing it at all now then because they're already doing it. <laughs> and, and I still, allow, you know, that still yes. floors me sometimes. Still, It still freezes me, put, puts me into freeze mode. If I see, oh, well, if that person's already doing it, then I can't do it, can I? <laughs> um, so, and Becky, yeah. what do you do to get yourself out of that freeze mode? What works for you? Um, it's something that's been coming a lot, coming up a lot in some of our conversations. And I think maybe they're not all live yet. But I think a lot of it is, well, values is the big thing, actually. Coming back to where are my values and then kind of what from that, derived from that, what is it I want to be doing every day? And then almost just taking one day at a time. And and that's the thing that I think is most helpful to me. I have to have some sense of a bigger picture. Otherwise, that freaks me out too. Um, But actually, it's about coming back to... Yeah, every day am I just getting up and doing the things that feel right today and feel like I'm serving the community today. And I think we, we mentioned it to Jaya as well and and with her saying, you know, what you're doing here on the podcast, it's it's really serving people and it's giving people a platform and it's helping people out there. And I and I think knowing that that's that's the most important thing for me. Like, okay, did I show up today? Did the, the decisions I made are they in alignment with what you know feels right right now? And and that's a big thing. Um, in addition to many <laughs> kind of self love techniques, which we'll talk about separately, I think. Um, but that's talking the about other thing. all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, so mm. those are the other things. Just to. Ca- have that metacognition to to step back to have some perspective and be able to actually observe those thoughts um and go hang on a second in fact almost all businesses that thrive out there are doing the same thing as some other business is doing you know um there's or they're incremental um differences and the differences are actually driven by the uniqueness of the people who are running it or making the decisions within it and and that's really what i can what i can bring and what I got from Jaya and what I get from you there is that actually we have our micro relationship with ourselves and the tasks of the day and bringing our mind back to being still in the moment and just connecting to our breath perhaps and, and what matters most today. And that being balanced with this bigger purpose. What is the bigger purpose? And if what I got from Jaya was this vision of a better world, shaping a world that our children, our grandchildren, really, we want them to grow up in something better than where we're at at the moment. And there's so much room for change and so many people, amazing individuals and organizations are pushing towards this vision of a better place. And 
synergistically, we are all greater than the sum of the parts. And um, that's, ah, I was really uplifted by that and the, yeah. this concept of we are not alone. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful feeling. And I think it, what it, it says to me, and reflecting what you've just said as well, that the... I, I know I want to make positive change in this world and I'm not always going to know exactly what that's in. So, you know, take, take Jaya's example. She's, she's working on fighting modern slavery and that's, that's kind of a thing and that, sh- that she's working towards, which is really important. And, and I think, again, sometimes it can be easy to go, but I don't have that thing or I don't, I'm not an expert in something yet or I haven't found what that thing is. And actually, I, I don't think that matters too much. It's easy to make it feel like that matters. But actually, again, it comes back to values alignment, showing up. And, and if you're not sure, and you know, but you're seeing other people out there who are doing things that, that you really admire, maybe just find ways to, to kind of connect with that a bit more, mirror with that a bit more um, and, and show up. Because what I do know is that if I don't do anything, unless it's a rest day, <laughs> unless I'm, you know, um, of course there are times for that, but if I don't show up, if I don't step up every day and put it in and it, it might not be the right or whatever, it might not be fully directed, whatever that work is that I'm doing, but I can believe that that is sowing a seed. If I'm showing up, I'm working to my values, I'm putting something in, maybe I'm connecting with people and finding finding those other people around that that, that is going to begin to to grow into something more and like you said I think it was really it's such an amazing inspiring conversation um and I'm so pleased that we were able to get Jair on because we've learned so much from her here here wonderful I think that brings us to a lovely neat close doesn't it that just set our intentions and know that we are not alone we are in this together there's always someone there absolutely So I'd love to hear from listeners anything that um, any feedback that you've got from this episode or from Jay's interview. Have you tried this or thought about how you might reach out and connect to other people? Do let us know via our social channels um, because yeah, we'd be really keen to hear from you. And don't forget to leave a review. So shall we remind everyone of the Mind Styling Three Cs? Absolutely, curiosity community and compassion so get curious uh examine this idea of not being alone and of connecting with other people in a values driven way join our community please subscribe to the podcast so you get notifications every time we publish rate review and share you know we'd love to hear all your thoughts and comments we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter the links are below and do it all with compassion, compassion for yourself and compassion for others and enjoy your mind styling journey. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.